now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Melissa Moore. Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome Sunday morning. It is our Mile High Magazine, and one of the great organizations here in town is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, and today we've got Sarah Davenport, who's the campaign manager for Light the Night, big event coming up with us. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here. Let's talk a little bit about LLS. What is LLS? So, like you said, we're the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are the largest nonprofit in the world dedicated to blood cancers. Wow. Blood cancers, there are several different types of blood cancer. So, it encompasses leukemia, lymphoma, Hodgkin's disease, and myeloma. And so it's this sort of overarching blood cancers is Mm -hmm. what we call them. Mm -hmm. And our mission is to find a cure for blood cancers and... In the bigger scope, really, for all cancers. And while we're doing that, to improve the lives of patients and their families. And when we talk about not only finding a cure for blood cancer, Mm -hmm. but all cancers, is that 40% of all cancer treatments out there today first started or were passed by um, for blood cancers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Which, okay. And when you think about it, blood is much easier for researchers to study. Sure. They can draw blood every day if they need to, but mm-hmm. if someone has a brain tumor, you can't cut into their brain every day. Right. And right. so it's much more accessible. We can, They can get to treatments faster. They can you know, find mm-hmm. things faster, and then it becomes accessible for all these other researchers to study for other types of tumors and cancer. Right. And it's interesting because I've talked with people involved with uh, breast cancer research and children's cancer research, and everybody always says the same thing because it is so true how the cancers are all tied together. And unfortunately, they fall under that big umbrella, and everybody's like, yeah, we find a cure for one. It's going to help every single one out there. We find a treatment that works for one. It's going to help every other single cancer out there. Absolutely. And there's actually, so this amazing new treatment called CAR T-cell therapy that was just passed by the FDA in 2017 Mm -hmm. for pediatric leukemias and certain types of lymphomas. And it's now being studied in over 50 clinical trials for other cancers like breast cancer, colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, all these Mm -hmm. different. So it's, it really is the gateway to Right. Finding these other treatments and hopefully a cure. Yeah. And I know that's a big part of, you know, we're talking about raising money and we've got to do it. And you've got a big event coming up. Light the night. When is it? What is it? And why should people get involved? Absolutely. It's such an awesome event. Oh, my gosh. So um, like you said, one of the big things that we have to do is fundraise Mm -hmm. because in order to have the money to fund this research and to create the programs that we have for patients, uh, we do things like Light the Night. So it's one of our campaigns. It actually takes place in over 160 different cities across the United States and Canada. Here in Denver, it's on Thursday, September 27th. It's at Washington Park. And it's in the evening. Everyone carries lanterns. They're absolutely beautiful. Mm, I bet. And there's over 10,000 people who show up. So imagine Wash Park. It's this, you know, quaint little park. And then you have 10,000 people walking with these lanterns. And it's one of our biggest fundraising campaigns throughout the whole year. People form teams, uh, individuals. We've got corporate teams. And they do fundraising leading up to it. And the walk is just this amazing celebration and kind of culmination of all the hard work that all these fundraisers have done. 
And with the lanterns, we really have something for everybody. Uh, survivors carry a white lantern. Friends, family, supporters, caregivers carry a red lantern. And then if you're walking to remember someone that you lost to cancer, and it doesn't have to be blood cancer, it's any cancer, you carry a gold lantern. Mm. So you really see a representation of hope and strength and support and remembrance. That's got to be a pretty powerful image. It's so visually spectacular. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely incredible. I love that. All right, so Light the Night is coming up when again, and how do folks register? Thursday, September 20th. 7th and it's in the evening we do this at night if you want to get signed up register you can just come to wash park and we can get you registered there perfect but if you want to get it you know jump start on it then you can just go to lightthenight.org slash rocky dash mountain all right and that's where you sign up how much is it to walk and to get a lantern uh to get a lantern it's free so anyone who registers and registration is free. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who registers can will get a lantern to walk with. And then we have some different fundraising levels. Sure. Um, we have what we call our Champions for a Cure, and that's raising $100. And it goes a really long way. Uh, it's It's incredible for me to see just when you think about that many people coming together and if all they do is raise $100. Right. It adds up so fast. It's absolutely incredible. And so the Champions for the Cure, um, they'll get the lantern. Mm-hmm. And then you get a T-shirt and a wristband for food. We have a hospitality tent. and so oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, and one little note that I think is important to mention, because sometimes it gets confusing for people, we don't have any food for sale at the walk. Okay. So sometimes people, if they haven't raised $100, maybe they bring a picnic or they eat beforehand. Okay. Um, if you raise $100, if you're a champion for the cure, you get the wristband, you can have the food. It's awesome. I know you've got a personal connection to LLS, and we'll get to that in a second. But you're talking about how far that money goes. What are some of the programs that Light the Night Walk and LLS fund? Absolutely. So I always like to kind of explain it as our mission, we accomplish it through three buckets. Okay. Research, patient programs and then advocacy so with patient programs Mm -hmm. uh, we have some incredible ones one of them is copay assistance so if someone's going through treatment they need help paying for their Mm copays which as everyone knows can be extremely expensive right Um, they can apply for this copay assistance and across the united states in 2017 lls paid out 73 million dollars in copay assistance wow and what that looks like here in colorado so we're the rocky mountain chapter and that's colorado and wyoming and we paid out $1.1 million to patients here in Colorado and Wyoming last year. That is a lot. Oh, it's unbelievable. It, get, it gives me the chills. I and I <laughs> worked for LLS for a while now. And another program, we have a travel assistant. So again, a lot of people living in rural Colorado or rural Wyoming, and they have to come to Denver for treatment. Um, we have a travel assistance program. It helps them pay for gas, hotel, flights, things like that. We have an amazing new program called the Urgent Needs Fund. Mm-hmm. And if someone is going through treatment and they're going to get evicted, their lights are going to get turned off. They can't go to treatment because they can't pay for child care. They can apply for the Urgent Needs Fund and it helps get them over that gap so they can continue with treatment. And if you're just joining us, we are talking with Sarah Davenport. She's the campaign manager of the Light the Night. She's with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Light the Night coming up again. September 27th, next Thursday. And it's Thursday night, so you can work during the day, go home, get the family together, and head over to Wash Park. What time does it start? So the registration check-in opens at 530 
And then the opening ceremonies, as we call it, it feels like the Olympics. I love. Uh, so opening ceremony starts at 7 p.m. And then the walk starts shortly thereafter, 7.15, 7.20. So you're done by 8.30-ish. Okay. Ish. And okay, then, so you're doing a big lap around the park. Exactly. Okay. It's, and it's not something you need to train for. And people get confused sometimes and they think, oh, is this the... We're walking all night. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you're doing a loop. You can do this. It's like a mile and a half. You can totally do it. <laughs> you can do this. Trust me. Plus, it's going to be at night. It won't be near as hot. So exactly. you're fine. Exactly. Bring your water bottle. You're good to go. So we talked a little bit about the patient programs with LLS, but I know you've got such a personal connection. I do. Tell I me do. about that. Well, my... First interaction with LLS started about 10 years ago when I lost a friend to lymphoma. And he was absolutely amazing, late 20s, healthiest guy, unbelievable. And I went, remember going to his funeral, and his parents said very clearly, they were like, don't give us anything. Please just make a donation to LLS. They've been so helpful to us through this whole ordeal. And I got in my car. I was like, all right, I'm going to go home. I'm going to make a donation in Matt's honor. This is going to be amazing. And I got online and I learned about um, LLS's program. We have another campaign called Team in Training. Mm-hmm. And it's you sign up to do an endurance race. So like a triathlon or a marathon. Now, those are definitely races that you have to train for. Right, right. And I just, I so clearly remember thinking I can make a donation or I can do some fundraising and maybe raise a little bit more. I ended up doing two triathlons and raising $25,000 in his honor. Oh, my gosh. And that was the first experience of not only getting to know LLS, but, like, the power of fundraising and what's possible when you just put it out to your community. Mm -hmm. And then cut to a few years later, I was diagnosed with cancer. And the first cancer was actually uh, metastatic thyroid cancer. So I went through that, and then um, almost exactly two years after the first diagnosis, I got hit with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it was just shocking to me thinking, like, wait a minute, (laughs) how am I getting lymphoma now? This is nuts. Right. And thankfully, I knew about LLS, and I remember the night that I got the call from my doctor letting me know, because I had gone through all the battery of tests, and um, and hearing like, okay, you have lymphoma. I called my sister and was like, okay, tomorrow you need to call LLS. Like I can't handle it right now. You need to call, find out what we do, the programs, what, you know, just get information. And that's one of the other things that, uh, that LLS has is it's called our information resource center. And literally anybody can call up. It's manned by oncology professionals. And so I just told my sister, I'm like, just call and get information. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. And so after I went through chemo um, for the second cancer, I started volunteering for LLS. And from there, I ended up getting a little part-time job and Mm -hmm. then a full-time position opened up. So I've really come full circle. Um, And one of the most amazing things to me is that one of the drugs that saved my life um, with the lymphoma Mm -hmm. was actually funded by LLS. Wow. So this organization that I work for now actually had a part in saving my life. It's an emotional story because you hear all the time about people talking about paying it forward and you don't even know at the time you're doing it, you know, and after your friend's death and then doing the donation and doing the fundraising and then who would have thought you'd be a two-time cancer survivor 
on working with LLS in the capacity you were? It's been pretty crazy. It's been absolutely incredible. And just knowing the work that I'm doing and taking this out into the community and this event and being a part of it all Mm -hmm. is laying the groundwork to help people who haven't even been diagnosed yet. Um, Check out the website, LLS.org. It's very simple. And the the 1-800 numbers on the website, there's a ton of information on there. We have so many resources for patients. And I always tell people, um, don't don't just Google it. Go to a credible. That's the worst thing you can website. do. It's don't horrible. Google. Do not Google any symptoms. It's the <laughs> Let worst. Alone something like a cancer diagnosis. It's already scary enough. Right. So then to get misinformation or to get things that are just not actually helpful. Mm. So when you go to LLS.org, it's very clear. There's a area for patients. You can connect with the community. You can reach out to the Information Resource Center. You can mm-hmm. get disease-specific information. Like, there's so much available. Good. It's absolutely incredible. How important was LLS to you as a patient? Oh, it was incredibly important. Um, having the community has been such a big part for me when I got diagnosed and then paying it forward. Mm-hmm. So when I got diagnosed, it really helped. We have the Patty Robinson Kaufman First Connection Program, and it pairs newly diagnosed people with another survivor who's further down the path that has the same diagnosis, mm-hmm. is same gender, roughly the same age. So you have somebody who's kind of been through it and can really tell you what it's been, what it was like for them. Mm-hmm. The highs, the lows, the struggles, and just have somebody that's like, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. And that was huge for me, just to talk to somebody who was on the other side. Yep. And then now for me to be able to show up and give people hope in that, oh, here I am two years out, and I feel good, and I'm strong, and I made it, and just having that to be able to share with other people. I love that. And uh, yeah, to be able to put you in touch with somebody who's walked that path before you, because that's got to be terrifying. And it's really hard to not have somebody to talk to. It's like, I have amazing family. I've got wonderful friends. Right. But it's not, when they haven't been through it, no. it's just not the same. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Let's talk again about the big event going on. It is Light the Night. That is happening coming up on uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, oh, so give us a, I know this is your big <laughs> fundraiser. So let's give all the information again. And if you're wanting to get involved with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, this is a great way. It's going to be Thursday night, Wash Park, um, lanterns of different colors signifying whether you're a survivor or you lost a family member. Number. A lot of different cool things going on. And tell me all the information again and how folks sign up. Absolutely. So to sign up, go to lightthenight.org slash rocky dash mountain. And the walk is on Thursday, September 27th. It's at Washington Park. Check-in opens at 530. The festivities and everything start at 7. And you should be done around 8.30. Well, thank you so much for being here. We've been talking to Sarah Davenport, campaign manager for the Light the Night event happening Thursday night. We sure appreciate you, your time, and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thanks for spending your Sunday with me, and have a great day. You have been listening to Mile High Magazine, a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. If you have a suggestion for a future program or a question, please send an email to publicaffairs at bonneville.com. Thanks for listening.
to Mile High Magazine.